along with a stripper who wants to try new things. I was this close to popping that pussy on the goddamn pole. But then God said, no, bitch, you cannot dance. And no one will pay to see you drop it. No one will see you. No one will pay to see you bust it or pop it. Welcome back to Poor Life Decisions. I'm Chris. I'm Levita Alize Jenkins The fourth. <laughs> what brought about this name today? I just thought about her and how she was just a great character. And she really was. Inspiration. What was that? What was that, Sister Madam President? <laughs> I love them. They should like do it again, oh, but just skip. Steve Harvey. <laughs> oh, can we make a I reboot know, right? without Steve Harvey? <laughs> can I, can they reboot the Steve Harvey show without Steve Harvey? <laughs> I don't even need Cedric. Just keep the women. Oh, I like He's Cedric. okay, but I just want the women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, alrighty then. So, what is going on? What are you drinking? What is going on? <laughs> I had not a clue. Um, well, as you said earlier, Mercury is still in Gatorade, so yeah, we we're ready for it to come on out. Come on out. Oh, um, I don't know. I did, I did a lot, but it wasn't like anything worth mentioning this weekend. Okay. I just did a lot, just a lot of stuff. Right? <laughs> you met with Robin. Oh yeah, that was the best part of my weekend. <laughs> Just in case they be listening. Uh, <laughs> he was like, Doyen is a sweetheart and I thought to myself, mm, he just don't know. <laughs> I love Robin so much. Um, and the drink, so when I went to go see him, his friend had the same vodka I just bought, which was the Kettle Botanicals, Grapefruit and Rose. Okay. And so, like, I, in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm going to add sparkling water and a little bit of simple syrup. And then he put it with Sprite, and I was like, this is just what I need. I don't need to make this extra fancy. We just don't <laughs> do it with Sprite. So, that's okay. what I'm drinking today is a Kettle One Botanical with Sprite. Just the <laughs> word botanical. Like, I can smell it already. Yeah, it's really good. It makes you feel like you're drinking something healthy, even though mm. you're just drinking vodka and Sprite. Either healthy, but it is what it is. Okay. So I'm in this fitness challenge where I have to work out three times a week, or else I gotta pay money. And oh. so yesterday I woke up and I worked out, and I went to church, and I went to a brunch, <laughs> and I was like, I wasn't working out because I like working out. I was working out because I didn't want to pay ten dollars, <laughs> and I had to get my last <laughs> workout in. <laughs> so. Um, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do when you're being cheap. That's like well, my motivator is money. But luckily it's only three weeks, so this is the last week I have to make sure I do three weeks. Or three a week. But like I feel like if it was like six weeks long, I'd probably like drop out in like four weeks. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that's like a good accountability maker thing concept. I don't know. <laughs> Cause who wants to pay? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I don't know what I did this weekend. <laughs> I <laughs> I was supposed to go to a party and I found out that an ex was going to be there, so I flaked on going. <laughs> and the only of course we know it did not hurt my feelings to not go to the party. But what I what did piss me off about it was I was supposed to take my braids down this weekend and then I decided not to because I was going to the party and then ended up not going to the party so now I still have braids even though I meant to take them down um I but that's it I really don't I I'm not fully caught up but I'm almost caught up on um pose (gasps) did you finish big little lies I have fallen off on tv real hard I just even the tv yeah but now I'm watching, like, because I have shows that are going on and on, and I should be catching up. But instead, I'm watching Bones <laughs> from the beginning. Listen, <laughs> I do the same thing. It's like, I have shows that are in season right now that I should be watching, but I'm on Netflix watching Dead to Me or whatever else. <laughs> so I get it. I get it. Well, tonight I am drinking a very basic daiquiri. I'm still on my rum kick. <laughs> So uh, just a little rum, a little simple syrup, and a little lime, and that's it. Um, oh, wait, wait. Go ahead. I'm drinking my vodka with a little fizz. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Chris has you something in her mouth. mouth. <laughs> should have added a little mint to this but i don't know is it a daiquiri if it has mint it's your world we're just living in it and i'm calling it a daiquiri because it has rum rum, (laughs) but it tastes more like a margarita i was gonna say maybe it'd be a mojito if you added mint Ooh. (laughs) next time i'll add mint i love a good mojito anywho so we have, and you know, of course I'm not prepared and have my phone opened up because why would I? <laughs> so we have our review for the week. And this review comes to us from Art History for All. Fantastic chemistry between the host and a wonderfully broad range of topics from the popular to the intellectual to the personal. Can't wait to hear more. Thank you. Thank you, Art History for All. Just a small plug for her. She does have a really great podcast where she talks about, like, the history of art. And you kind of, like, learn a thing or two. (laughs) And it's really exciting because then I can add in more nerdy tidbits with my friends. What's the what's the name of the podcast? I'd love to listen to that. I think it's called Art History for All. Okay. I love I love learning little tidbits. I have a lot of useless I call it useless knowledge, like very non employable skills, but I'm great at trivia. <laughs> My um sixth grade teacher said we were a top full of useless knowledge and I've taken that to heart since then. <laughs> I really am. And I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm okay with it. 
Alright. But yeah, thank you, Art History for All. That was a lovely review. As always, of course, we'll remind you at the end, but no matter what platform you listen to us on, please go over to iTunes, rate us five stars. The other ones do not work. Leave us a wonderful review because they make me happy when I'm down and I've been down lately. So please rate us five stars and leave us a good review. <laughs> All right, on with the show. <laughs> um, so we're going to move on to our current event. So this next social media thing, it's funny because, like, I saw the Instagram post and I was like, I don't know. I was like, let me go make sure this is actually on a real site. So, <laughs> the $98 that people are talking about was Canada dollars. It was 68 in America, which is still expensive. But I'm like, why is everybody saying the high price when it's $68? <laughs> You know because how I get. It does not matter. You it know, is still $68 for a bonnet. You know how I get when things are factually wrong <laughs> and people continue to perpetuate the wrong. But anyway, honestly, I feel like she ain't never been to no hair store. She ain't never walked by no black hair section. So, of course, she thought that um, a night satin cap was a brilliant idea that was never happening. Because you don't be around black people. <laughs> you know, so I feel like, no, she probably hasn't been to a hair store. You knew good and goddamn well you didn't invent satin caps. Because even, like, you remember ever watching, like, you remember when Nick at Night used to be old black and white shows, like, way, way back? White women back then used to wear hair bonnets. Like, bitch, you know what a hair bonnet is. You know you did not invent a hair bonnet. And my issue with the freaking, uh, I don't know if it's the editor or the author of the article, but <laughs> after the fact, they want to come back in and toss a little note in there. It's like, no, girl, a, a basic search would have, ugh, anyway. And then they, did you read her little statement that she included? I read the article you gave. <laughs> did, did you? Her statement was sent out from the article. Did you read her little statement? Okay, so she just <laughs> says. I mean, she just says that Nightcap was developed because I was searching for a product that looked and performed exactly the way I wanted for my own personal use. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, we stand. Fun with those who are hurt and we respect to hear their voices we're committed to honoring the historical significance of hair wrapping and this will now be a part of our approach I, we don't bitch i mean you can tweak the approach but it doesn't matter because we ain't buying that shit oh. <laughs> nobody's but i mean do you know do you know how many bonnets i can buy for 70 bucks right have a bonnet for every night and okay. I've even got a big one for when I have my braids. I've got a couple of smaller ones. I mean, it's like, girl. Hey, bonnets are like $3. <laughs> and that's a decent one. You could get one even cheaper. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, once again, white women, white womening. It's just like, they get to do the very least and get applauded. 
And we gotta work twice as hard to get half as far. Not this system. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm not gonna get out my papa poke today. <laughs> and even if she even if she was so inclined to think that she really she really thought of something. How little apology? Anyway. I think it's time for us to do the apology show, by the way. I think it's time. I think the people want it, and I'm ready to give it. I was just wondering about that. (laughs) I think it's time. (laughs) Especially after. About to say this next round of Democratic debate and people who don't apologize. (laughs) (laughs) So, this next one, I was just like, so y'all don't do like nothing? Like, no inventory, periodical cleaning of your freezer. Nothing? <laughs> so, this employee um, at a grocery store, please wash your feet. <laughs> and your food. Right. No frills supermarket in Council Bus, Iowa. Um, the employee disappeared like 10 years ago. I guess when they're closing out, they found his body at the back of the freezer. This is just weird all the way around. Yeah, so, like, part of it was, like, also his mom had said that he was, like, acting strangely. And so, like, he left in a snowstorm with no shoes, socks, no keys, no car. I guess maybe he got to work, popped on the freezer, fell, just, like, froze to death. Or maybe died and just froze. But, okay. So, I used to work in a grocery store. I mean, the fridge is cold. Yeah. But I don't think it's cold enough to where you wouldn't smell a body. Also, if he just goes missing, did the police not look into this? Like, I feel like a thorough investigation would have them search that grocery store inside and out. I mean, maybe I'm expecting too much (laughs) out of basic detective work. I don't... Something about this just sounds weird and fishy. Like I said, like, if y'all don't do a quarterly clean, just look Something. behind the refrigerator. Like, every once in a while, see, maybe there's some rats. You don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Listen. <laughs> well, no, but what I was about to say is, one, no, they don't clean. Two, nine times out of ten, there are rats at your grocery store. <laughs> I thank God that I never saw one, but I saw evidence, and like, so at the end of the night, when it's time to close, so I was a cashier, and I had like a list of things I had to do at the end of the night, of course, and the baggers had a list of things to do at the end of the night, and one of the things the baggers had to do was check the traps. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I guess. I don't know if that's the right term. Rarely did they get into the food. It was the dog food that they got into. So if that makes you feel any better, I don't. I don't know. I don't know, but okay. <laughs> and then I feel bad for the baggers because they get paid the least. Yes, they get paid the least, yes, go they get paid the least <laughs> and have to do the most in some cases. That's so sad. Yeah. Um, as long as it wasn't me. <laughs> <sighs> this next one, like literally, I saw the notification. I just felt a visceral body reaction. Because I really don't understand how these evangelicals are fine, but then they're also A-OK with the death penalty. Like, is that not a life worth saving? 
Right, exactly. Is that like that's not a life worth saving, but a baby you don't even know who's unwanted possibly and could end up in a life of crime. You want to say that? They don't give a goddamn. <laughs> like it's they don't give a goddamn. We're not gonna get on that soapbox yeah. though. <laughs> so apparently, um, me government is opening back up um, and scheduling execution dates for death row um, inmates. And so I think they've scheduled five so far. They use um, God, what do you call it? They use the same drug as Texas. And it's, I used to watch this show called Dr. Death. And she, like, helped kill patients on a row, low. <laughs> I cannot remember the name <laughs> of the drug. Anyways. Um, yeah, so they're scheduling them out. And I think it's just they kind of, they're like, what else can we do to piss, <laughs> piss the liberals off? <laughs> Um, <laughs> side note, my realtor texts me all goddamn day and all goddamn night and asking shit that ain't none of her damn business. Let me tell y'all something, okay? Whoever told you that adulting was fun, lie. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I am sure that once this process is over and I'm in my home, I'm going to love it. But it's like, girl, mind your goddamn business. Now she want to know. So I I found a home that I think I like. Well, I do like it. And I've made an offer. Um, And the sellers did accept the offer. So now I have to get an inspection. Which, oh, let me tell y'all this too. So when you get ready to buy a home, because no one told me... <laughs> In one setting, I found out like three different instances where I was going to have to fork over at least $500. And I was like, excuse me now? And this is on top of your your down payment and your closing costs. So you have to pay, I had to pay $500 for good measure, <laughs> which is money that technically, technically they hold on to it. And as long as you don't back out, because this is once you sign the contract that says, yes, I seriously want this house. As long as you don't back out of that contract without good reason, um, you'll get that. They say you'll get that money back, but what they'll do is end up just putting it on top of the payment or whatever. Then another 500 for an inspection. Then another 500 for an appraisal. And I just sat there and I just went quiet. Like... <laughs> And she was like, you're so cool, like a cucumber. And I thought, bitch, I'm sitting up here thinking how much weight I got to move to be able to give you $500 three different times in the next week. Like, shit, I'm trying to figure out how to move this dope. What you talking about? So now she's wanting to know, my mom found mm-hmm. me somebody to come do the inspection. He's only going to charge two seventy five for the size of the house. And she's like, ooh, how did you... First, she wanted to know, why did I pick someone other than the person on... She gave me a list, you know, picking someone off of her list. Then she wants to know, oh, well, he says he's coming from X, Y, and Z. That's he's far away. Why is he coming so far away? Why is he giving you such a good deal? I wonder why he's <laughs> mind your business. Mind your business. My mama got friends. She hooking me up just like y'all hook each other right. up. Just like y'all stay connected. I'm like, and most of the time when I do things, I try to mm-hmm. find a black. <laughs> but what happened this time, this is also another warning to you all who have not bought a house yet and thinking about it. 
when you are on those apps like Zillow or Realtor, if you tap the heart that you like that house, Realtors start contacting mm-hmm. you like ASAP. And so <laughs> I just went with the first person that called me because she sounded really nice. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I'll never do that again the next time. Um. Anyway. I did that with my therapist and she where I Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, back to the death penalty. (laughs) A non-laughing matter. I'm I'm just tired of the Trump administration. And people are like, oh, Trump's going to win again. And I'm like, y'all don't understand. I'm not on any anxiety medicine. Y'all have to stop saying this to me. (laughs) It's stressing me out. (laughs) It is mad stressful. (laughs) I'm like, let's just vote for who we want to the primary. And I was talking to Robin about this. So I was like, I'm excited because I get to vote for who I want in the primaries. And then after, we're going to vote for Biden. <laughs> you know, it's going to happen. Like, I don't care. Like, I just, you know, I want to vote where it matters. But, um, <laughs> still live in a red state. But, um, somebody on Twitter said that we got Biden. They were like, Y'all really got Biden out of here quickly. And I'm thinking, what are you here? looking at? Because <laughs> the leader of the pack. It frustrates me because millennials talk to millennials and we're like, oh, this is what's going to happen. I'm like, there's two whole generations out there. Because old people Gen vote, Z. baby. Yeah, like, they're voting and what they vote for is what's going to happen. <laughs> like, y'all, y'all are talking to each other and that's cool. Okay. But... You know, overall, whoever prevails, prevails. As long yeah. as we get that sucker out of office. Okay. Yes, Jesus. I'm gonna move on to the next thing. Lisa Ray had the time. She she probably been had the time. She's probably waiting for when somebody's gonna ask her about this. <laughs> but, you know, earlier this week, um, Nicole Murphy was seen lip locking with what's his name again? I don't remember. Um, Fuqua, I forget his first name. Antoine. Lip locking with him. Apparently has a wife and Lila Rashawn. <laughs> y'all. <laughs> I just be I've been needing y'all to help me. <laughs> like I've been needing y'all to help anyway. me. Anyway. But I mean like I I mean I understand like I've heard her backstory and all that and like whichever way there's absolutely no reason why as family friends you should be making out as a greeting. None. <laughs> but and she was like, "Oh, we just ran into each other." No, girl, we see ran into pictures, you, no each t- other with your face. <laughs> your tongue. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Have and protect the girl that runs into my boyfriend. <laughs> they both okay. Anyways, <laughs> but Lisa Ray apparently the same thing had happened with her husband at the time mm-hmm. and Nicole Murphy, and so again she had the time <laughs> to call her all kinds of bitches and hoes. <laughs> and while I found this funny, oh, and then you know Nicole turned around. Nicole Murphy turned around the next day and was like. I am sorry. I didn't mean to hurt the family. 
and I do not condone messing with married men and all that fool la And while I found Lisa Ray, so she commented on Instagram first, and then I think that's TMZ that caught up with her or whatever. While I found her quips funny, I just feel like everybody's coming down on Nicole Murphy, and I get that it's because she has a history of doing this. Mm -hmm. But but that nigga (laughs) is the one that was married to little Rashawn. Like, why hasn't he issued? a statement like why is she issuing a statement (laughs) girl i feel like i don't know because she said that she thought he was divorcing and i mean men do be lying they do do. and and you know i'm not gonna they do and i will say this too it's feasible to believe that they may have been divorcing because he been community dick. He done had kids on Leela. Like, so it's feasible to believe that they were getting a divorce. But I guess my thing is, why is everybody coming for Nicole? Or why did Nicole feel like she has to step out and say when he is the one who should have said, you know what I mean? He's the one that was married. Like, Because that's not how this world is meant you know i mean even like uh, nicola's eye people are coming for you said leela mm-hmm. i forget things. uh leela's body and all that yes. like oh this is what she looked like before and the funny thing i never saw anybody actually say that i just saw screenshots of people getting mad yeah and people say that <laughs> you know we're just like a divisive people like it's ridiculous. I don't understand. This is this is why, like, literally, we can run the world if we get on one accord, and we never will. <laughs> well, never that's will. a different conversation for a different day. But yeah. it really boils down to... But whichever way, they're getting mad at either woman and not him. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Not fair. <laughs> but like you said, oh, girl, had time. <laughs> That's what we should be saying. We are not our grandparents over. <laughs> okay. Because we don't have to stay these days. Right. Right. <laughs> and it was, you know what? It was funny to me that, um, uh, dang, I forgot her name just that fast. Players Club. <laughs> Diamond. The one who was talking. The one who was. Lisa Ray. Lisa Ray. <laughs> oh. <laughs> her name left my brain that fast. Don't you know Diamond? I I haven't watched Players Club in a while. So. Okay, okay. But what's crazy to me is the way she, I guess, I, I don't know. I don't know. People do weird things out of feelings. Because why does she really feel the need to say that this woman came after her husband when her husband, too, was community dick? When her husband was dating everybody on this side of the Mason-Dixon and the other? Like, and it was yes. like, and everybody knows, because it was blasted. Because he was like the president or the prime minister of Turks and Caicos. And he was getting all the women <laughs> and taking their money. <laughs> and, and everybody knew about that. So it's like, why didn't you really fix yourself, though, to say she came after your husband? I but think there's know, levels to get... that. So, like, right. you know, I would not deal with Tyrone's cheating. 
like a president for me to be a first lady? I would look the other way all day. <laughs> she was literally a princess. Yes. Like, I mean, like, like, <laughs> like when niggas want to start talking about, oh, well, you know, Beyonce stayed with Jay Z. Nigga, you ain't no billionaire. The fuck? <laughs> what I look like staying with you? <laughs> Right. You still sell a dime bags. Get out of here. Uh-uh. <laughs> Not even selling dime bags. Just going to work. One income. <laughs> oh, <Gotcha>. goodness. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so, we yeah. send our love out to Layla, and hopefully she... The, the worst part is she found out about this on the internet. You know? That sucks. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Why are you laughing? Because the way you I touched your heart, you. like, <laughs> like it hurts right here. Yeah, it really did. It really hurt my heart. Niggas ain't shit. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so moving on. Um, this children's YouTube channel <sighs> cried it <laughs> deeply in their soul. So they have this storyline called Dina and the Prince story. So this princess i guess allegedly she was white and beautiful and so i take it you did not watch the video but it was was all of 40 seconds (laughs) it was all of 40 seconds that's why i would probably give 43 seconds to be exact (laughs) okay you talk and i'm gonna watch the video no no and she really just (laughs) she really just started the video and like (laughs) Because it was black to start off. At least you didn't see what she looked like. So she was a white woman. <laughs> Anyways. Um, she was cursed that like if she talked to the prince, um, she would become ugly. And honestly, okay, let me no... just tell it because you didn't watch the video. No, 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 no. I am going to tell it. There's no PC way to make anybody ugly <laughs> in a cartoon. There's just you know not. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> I didn't think about it in those terms, but you're absolutely right. There's no PC way to make anybody ugly. And we gotta stop That's heavy doing it. That's deep. Finger snap. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's like, stop pushing these girls that beauty is the only thing that matters. Right. Be like, ooh, if you talk to the prince, you can't spell. <laughs> start talking to boys, you become dumb. <laughs> you can't read. I'll say you can't do the Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> Facts. But anyways, instead, they decided to make her a black girl with curly, curly hair. Mind you, her hair is beautiful as a black girl. Like, as the as the white, like, she was kind of like a, a goddess and she had this little ugly pixie cut. <laughs> It wasn't even that curly. Like, you want to see nappy hair? Okay. <laughs> Please come view my force Z, Z, not T, but Z, nappy okay. hair. <laughs> okay. So now she's supposedly ugly and supposed because she's black. And you can't, I don't think you can watch the cartoons. I think it was taken down off YouTube. But we can you can the link. The... Yeah, you can Google it or, oh. you know, whatever and see the, because they put a little clip in the article but 
like not ugly at all. Like the only thing that happened was she turned black. Now she ugly. I'm gonna apologize and say that if you really want me to watch the video, <laughs> tell me to watch the no. video. No, I don't want you to watch the video. <laughs> I don't want you to watch the video at all. <laughs> I just watching video. I'd rather just read the words and call it a day. But anyway, this is just horrid, and it actually took a lot to get the video taken down. I just happened to see that. And so I saw this whole story in some tweets. Someone tweeted about it. And like you said, everything that we are just bombarding little girls with, and on top of that, you're going to tell me my skin color. It's like, this is why we have to have brown skin girls. Your skin is just like pearls. This is why we have to have these things. <laughs> You're bombarding these little girls and telling them I'm ugly. Like, fuck out of here. Everybody's beautiful. Everybody's beautiful. And I had another point to make, but I forgot it, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I'm, I'm so tired of people pushing such shallow narratives for women. It's just over with it's played out stop trying it stop trying it but <laughs> in the news of white people doing right things <laughs> <laughs> there is a 68 year old dominatrix that charges men $150 an hour to clean her house and I want My to know that I watched 33 seconds of that video <laughs> Y'all, the video wasn't more than about three minutes. It was a dollar like, a minute thirty-four. So I watched a third oh, of the Oh, so video. see, it wasn't even that damn long. Listen, leave me alone. I have a problem. <laughs> anyway, but um, yeah, so they like clean her house. She's like a, and they wear a little mask. And I stopped because I was like, ooh, I want somebody to wear a Black Panther mask and clean my bathroom. <laughs> She has like a collection of masks. And but the most fascinating thing to me was she was like, they're not allowed to speak to her. They are not allowed to touch her. They are only allowed to worship her feet. They cannot touch her above her feet. She's like, did I ask you <laughs> And she makes them pay her to clean She's her like, house. Did I ask you to talk about your back? <laughs> I'm like <laughs> And she had her feet propped up <laughs> on his back. <laughs> she was like, fuck your back. <laughs> I mean, this is just goals. This is just goals. And I, you know, I'm not living life right. Because I don't, <laughs> people keep figuring out how to do this. And I keep Between missing her out. <laughs> and the girl in um, Euphoria that was like, <laughs> just got to talk shit to the dude and make money. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I've been too nice. <laughs> right. I'm too nice. I'm not doing something right. And then when they asked her daughter about it, <laughs> she said she's proud of, of her mom. I'm like, bitch, I bet you are. <laughs> I'd be proud of my mom, too. <laughs> as long as she give me a cut. But I just love the fact, okay? I just love the fact that she was like, there's absolutely no sex. You're not even allowed to talk to me. <laughs> You can worship my feet. Like, That's I it. A <laughs> sugar daddy with no sugar. She needs to teach a class. <laughs> I would gladly take Next it. Um, our sister <laughs> and I think it was New Mexico, right? 
Yeah, last Tuesday. I don't remember where it was. Um, <laughs> rode her little bicycle up to <laughs> Sonic. <laughs> and got the meal. And was like, this one's our God. <laughs> and rode away. <laughs> and this... <laughs> Jesus paid it all. All to him. <laughs> That's all I can but think the of. Last... <laughs> Paragraph was so petty. Because she made her getaway getaway on a bike, Hernandez was quickly apprehended by police, arrested, and charged with felony robbery. Which I'm like, it's like what five dollars? Like, what's a felony? Like, why is this felt right? It should have been a um, felony. And then they said there's no word on whether God covered her bail. But girl, when I saw that, when I read that last sentence, I was like, is this bossup? Leave Delilah alone. She was hungry. <laughs> she said, "She said this one." They so said God. apparently the attendant was intimidated by Hernandez on a bike. <laughs> on a bike. That's what I was like. How are you intimidated? Like, I guess y'all say I done worked everywhere, but I worked at Sonic Two for a while, and I'm not gonna argue with you about no goddamn food <laughs> that ain't mine. <laughs> I wouldn't have followed her either, and I would have told my manager the same thing. <laughs> I was intimidated. <laughs> and when I say bike, I don't mean motorcycle. No, I mean no, bicycle, no. y'all. <laughs> like she had to pedal, move her legs. <laughs> Just wanted that supersonic, and she didn't want to pay. <sighs> to this day, which is a good thing, but I still cannot eat an entire supersonic burger. But they so damn good. <laughs> <laughs> they so damn good. <laughs> Especially with the bacon. Don't have Sonic outside of Mississippi. It's a disappointment. Really? Yeah. This is really bad outside of Mississippi. Oh, man. Like, I, I, mean, like, I love Sonic in Mississippi. I came to Texas. I was like, this is wrong. Oh, oh <laughs> What, what did they do to it? Like, I feel bad. I used to feel bad for people who live, like, in northern states because they don't have the blessing that is Sonic. But now that you tell me it's not even good outside of Mississippi... Well, like, it's, like, weird because it's, like, they fry everything in the same oil. So, like, you could get, you know, mozzarella sticks and it tastes like onion rings. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I don't know. They just don't put any, like, love Mm -mm. behind their work. Like, Mm -hmm. Mississippi is Mm -hmm. There's a reason why the most of these states, but it's because our food tastes good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it's filled with love. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's the secret ingredient, according to Spongebob. So last one was um, our queen, Rihanna. Uh, was a cover girl in Harper's Bazaar, China. And so she was dressed in like very traditional Chinese clothing. And here comes people who nobody asked talking about, nobody. is she culturally appropriating? And like, if she had did this for Bazaar America, yes, I would have said that. But she's in China. Like, she's Running wrong. <laughs> also, She's appreciating the culture. <laughs> now, you know, of course, I'm sure these are just a sample of tweets, but none of these people are of Chinese descent who are complaining. Like, y'all want to say nigga so bad. Y'all want to say nigga so bad that you just go jump <laughs> at every opportunity to be like, right. well, if we can't say it, then she can't wear it. Like, and I think that's part of the difference is like 
there's a very big difference between appreciation and appropriation. Yes. And, and sometimes it does become a close line. Yes. But if the people, like, I just, we should be able to appreciate something without it being called appropriation. Like, other people should be able to like kimonos <clears throat> right. and not be called appropriators because we're not part of culture. That's like, the world nowadays, we are, like, meshing and melting into a pot. Like, we right. should be able to appreciate other cultures. But there's a respect element, I think, that's a part of it. And, you know, and there's a line that gets crossed. You know, <laughs> but, like, so, speaking of kimonos, because, of course, Uncle Tom had to send out a tweet talking about Kim can't name her shit, but y'all let Rihanna do what she want to do. So. If Kim was working along with Asian designers making a line of kimonos and she wanted the brand name to be kimono as a play on her name, that would have been totally different to me. Now, I'm that's that's a small caveat because I am not a part of that group. And if the people in that group still have a problem with it, then it's a problem. I don't have to understand it. If that group say it's a problem, it's a problem. But to me, that would have been totally different. Versus you just naming some shapewear kimono after something that is used as part of sacred ceremony. Like, girl. So what Rihanna was doing, which she was working with Chinese designers, photographers, everybody that was Chinese of her. They, yeah, they dressed her like that. They dressed her, the makeup, everybody was Chinese. Everybody did what they wanted to do. And she was showing appreciation. Also, she was not, I mean, technically maybe, but also she wasn't profiting off of the culture of someone else. Now, that might be a little wiggly line since we're talking about a magazine cover. But I just think, ultimately, if that group doesn't have a problem, it's straight. And who's going to hate on Rihanna? What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> I just can't wait till December thirty first when we get this album. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so that was all for our current events. Uh, we're gonna move on to our show one something. This is our second week talking about the wonderful Serena Williams because we stand and she deserves. <laughs> so Serena is investing in a startup. That is working to end maternal, you know, because rum, maternal mortality crisis that is affecting Black women. In the United States, the risk of pregnancy-related deaths for Black women is three to four times higher than that of white women, according to the Center for Disease Control. Working to help change the statistic is tennis star Serena Williams. After giving birth to her daughter, Williams shared the life-threatening complications she experienced during childhood, during childbirth, and discussed the racial disparities that exist within the healthcare system. Now, through her venture capital firm, she has invested in a startup that works to end maternal mortality crisis that is affecting Black women called Mommy. That name, and it's M-A-H-M-E-E. That is so cute. So now, did you happen to see her HBO special? Um, In her HBO special, this was documenting the time that she was pregnant, and then she had the baby, and then her working to get back to her 
uh, competing state with her body. And she was literally, it just goes to show that as a Black woman, as a Black person, period, it doesn't even matter if you have money. You're just discounted. So she's in like, she probably went to Cedar sinai I mean, I'm sure she went to one of those top-notch hospitals. And she literally was telling the doctors something is wrong. I know what's wrong because I've had this issue before. It's a type of blood clot. They were not listening to her. And she finally had to, like, put her foot down and say, run this test right here. I am demanding that you run this test. Now, she had the benefit of knowing her past history and knowing what needed to be done. Think about all the mothers that don't know, all of people, all of Black people, period, who go into the doctor and don't know and just say, something's not right. And they don't listen. Because I read about what she went through, and she was like, yeah, give me the CT scan. Most of the time, like, I don't feel like our insurance is going to cover a CT scan all willy-nilly. But that's the only way they could find that clot. And so... Yeah, so, like, it scares me, like, as an everyday human, like, oh, can I pay for this, you know, multiple thousand dollars scan, you know, just to be sure of my health. I wish more white physicians would be more self-aware and to recognize when you're not listening to women tell you what's going on with their bodies. Part of the problem is that... Even the whole study of gynecology was deeply founded in race. So, yeah, there was the, the father of gynecology literally do like different surgeries on black women without anesthesia at all. Mm-hmm. Like, just because they all thought that we we're superhumans and we we're super strong and we don't mm-hmm. get pain like other people. And that's the basis of medicine, and it just keeps getting passed down. Um, I my best friend's like med school graduation it was literally a black doctor professor with PDC and she's like, um, just think about how like racial biases happen. Like, please listen to your patients no matter what race they are. And honestly, I feel like probably half the people weren't even listening. But it was just great to hear somebody talk about that. Yeah. Um, Doya, have you ever experienced that in just a regular doctor visit? Just your doctor not listening to what you're saying? Yeah. So I don't. I don't know if it's racial, but it's just like I do feel like I go to doctors, and a lot of them are trying to get you out the room. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like I have a problem with this, this, and this, and like I've talked about doctors too before, and I'm like, oh well, a previous doctor gave me this for this problem. I don't know if I need that. And I'm like, but I need that. <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah, like maybe that is a form of racial bias where they're like discounting me. But I just feel like in general, the culture in Dallas, they just try to get you out of the room. Yeah. On to the next patient. Yeah, I've definitely experienced that before. And. I mean, this may not be the case for everybody, but I'm just saying, ever since I switched to a black general physician, I don't have that problem anymore. I don't have that problem. Like my doctor before her, which I loved my former doctor or so I thought, but her looking at her watch when I'm talking to her or 
talking to me so condescendingly or like not even listening to what I'm saying is going on. That was just enough for me to find another doctor. And I'm not saying everyone will have this same luck, but since I switched to a black general physician, I haven't had those problems anymore. Like she sits down and she deals with me like my aunt would deal with me, you know, and I appreciate it. Um, like I said, I am firing all the doctors that no longer serve me. So, <laughs> one by one, I'm getting my ideal medical team. But I'm super happy that Serena has the influence to put money behind this matter. So, we do talk about mortality amongst black women. It's higher than the average everywhere. Right. And pregnancy is hard. Like, that's what people don't realize. Like, pregnancy is almost like a litmus test on the healthiness of your body. <laughs> and so it's like yeah. you know we are a first world country human. why are people dying <laughs> worse than third world countries exactly exactly so in, in a quote <laughs> in a quote Serena says I am incredibly excited to invest and partner with Mommy a company that personifies my firm's investment philosophy Given the bleak data around maternal death and injury rates, I believe that it is absolutely critical right now to invest in solutions that help protect the lives of moms and babies. Mommy was founded by Melissa Hanna, her mom, Linda Hanna Sperber, who is a longtime nurse and lactation consultant, and Sunny Walla, I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. I'm sorry, Miss Sunny. It is an online platform that allows women to track their health and the health of their child after birth. Through the platform, users are able to connect with health professionals and to ask questions and get advice on the health issues they are facing. Though Hannah says she's aware that technology is not going to save the world or the maternal health care industry, she does believe that her platform can be a component of a solution. She says that she plans to hire more engineers, clinicians, and sales staff in order to support her company's expansion. So again, kudos to Serena for putting her money behind something that's very important to her and to our community. Definitely. And like I said, um, the tech does help even when uh, it doesn't ever well, so for me, like, I, I'm type 1 diabetic, and so even sometimes just asking somebody in my diabetes group, just make sure I'm not crazy. So today I was asking them yeah. about how, I feel like my pump really discounts how much insulin I put in it, and they're like, yeah, we feel the same, and I'm like, I'm wasting insulin every time, but at least I feel like, you know, other people see it as well, so that at least makes me feel like less yeah. crazy about it, and a lot of people... Some people are like, maybe you should ask the doctor, <laughs> but, you know, like, <laughs> doctors aren't accessible to us 24-7, so I understand that sometimes right. you do want to ask somebody else who's going through what you go through, so. Yeah. Yeah. Love you guys. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> I, I really read that in a weird way. I was like, my maid? <laughs> reading and I went oh mommy it is so cute I love that I love that anyways we're gonna move <laughs> along to our full life decision 
Okay, guys. <laughs> Are you ready, Doyen? <laughs> no. <laughs> so today's show is going to be about how to communicate. Now, first of all, this is going to be a really quick uh, 101 level course on communication. I think that we will have more in the future that goes more into in-depth. As much as we talk, sometimes we're pretty bad at actually communicating. <laughs> as social beings, though, our well-being depends upon effective communication. Studies show good communication not only helps us meet our basic needs for food and shelter, but it's key to establishing trusting relationships and achieving higher personal goals such as self-fulfillment. All right, so one of the biggest sources of relationship distress and when we say relationship, we mean all of your relationships, not just you and your man all or your woman, all of your relationships. One of the biggest sources of relationship distress centers on communication. So how should you actually communicate? <laughs> Zoya is looking so guilty and we haven't even started. <laughs> okay, so step number one, learn to get your point across clearly. Several factors affect how well others understand what you mean. Even more important, these factors determine if others take you seriously. Before you sit down with someone for that tense heart-to-heart, -heart, consider the following. What do you hope to gain? Do you need help in changing your behavior? Is there something that that person is doing that you would like for them not to do? Are you stressed and you just want to vent? You need some relief. You need some support. This is one thing, I'm not the best communicator, but this is one thing that I'm really good at, <laughs> is deciding what I need to happen in this conversation, because that determines how you move forward. Doyen, any thoughts? Um, sometimes I don't start out outright knowing what I hope to gain, but then when I start talking okay. and they respond to me in a certain way, then that's when I realize what I really wanted to gain. So there are times I talk to my boyfriend, I'm like, um, I really just wanted to vent. <laughs> I didn't need any jokes or <laughs> any tips on how to improve. I just want to, you know, talk to yeah. the holiday. So I think I do need to be more intentional before you might open my mouth about what I want the people I talk to. Yeah. Really, and, and let me clarify, the only time I really sit down and try to figure out what it is I need to happen from this is when it's going to be possibly an uncomfortable talk. That's when I sit down and I, I actually kind of write like a, a guide because you never know how the next person is going to respond. And if if that person doesn't respond in a conducive way I get really belligerent and I get off topic real easy so I can be coming to you about something very simple like I do not like it when you use my coffee cup it's clearly my cup it has my initial on it I don't like it when you use it well you blah 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 and if the person comes back at me like that I'm just not good in the heat of the moment. I'm not quick on my feet. So I initially go to things like, well, fuck you and your mama. And like, that's where I go because I, I'm just not good on my feet. So I make an outline to keep me 
on track just in case the conversation starts to go left. The next part says, what do they hope to gain? I'm just going to be honest. I don't ever sit down and think about what you hope to gain because I feel like that ain't my problem. But (laughs) it says again, it can be helpful to ask the other person what they want to accomplish. Are you and your partner trying to decide how to spend $100 or are you looking to reconnect after a stressful time? Keep in mind what's realistic. This avoids disappointment or resentment and encourages continued communication after the first talk. So if it's a situation like, if it's something where we both know that there's tension or like they say, you're trying to figure out how you're going to spend this extra money. It's a problem that we both share. Then yes, I want to be really clear. What do you want to get from this? But if it's something that's just affecting me and I'm coming to you with it, I really, I rarely try. What is that face? I'm listening. I'm kind of listening. I'm listening. We're getting there. (laughs) And when can you talk again? If the goals are lofty, plan now and schedule more than one conversation. So just depending on what you're talking about, you may need to come back to the conversation again. How do you come across? (laughs) People see. (laughs) I need... My line sisters to not roll their eyes <laughs> at me giving advice. At this <laughs> and y'all all know that I work on it, okay? Shit. <laughs> as cliche as it sounds, I statements are still effective. Rather than being accusatory or judgy with you statements, like, I need you to stop talking to me, not you need to shut up talking <laughs> to me. <laughs> In addition, mind your nonverbal cues. Avoid eye-rolling, sighing, and scowling. Now, you know one thing that rings true with almost everything we talk about? I'm really good at these things in a work setting. I'm bad at them in a personal setting. In a work setting, I'm, I'm very, I make sure that I say, I need you to, or it bothers me. When, like, I'm, I do all these things the right way at work, but in personal life, I'm liable to just slip. Um, so <laughs> the sentence I'm gonna read it like they said it. Um, for example, don't say you make me feel guilty for taking my time to myself. Instead say I feel guilty when I take time to myself, so I need your help. Because that is so important is that I don't like asking for help. I am like self reliant to a fault. <laughs> So, I should have mentioned this earlier, but I kind of disagree with this author on several points. And this is actually one of those points that I I just don't think that was a good example. Because in their example, I feel like it would be better to say, when you do, or, or to say, it makes me feel guilty when you do X, Y, and Z. It makes me feel guilty for taking time out for myself when you react in this way they took the whole because that's what you're addressing if you just say well i feel guilty when i take time for myself so i need your help that's wide open and to be honest to a person who doesn't know what they're doing to you that doesn't help them that doesn't tell them what they're doing you've got to tell the person what they're doing if you want them to stop but you do have to make sure you frame it in a way that they can receive it 
so you don't want to be like, I hate when yeah. you... <laughs> I, I don't know. It's a middle ground for what you're saying what she's saying. Because I feel like it's just like... I, if you still say, I feel guilty because of what you do, <laughs> I feel like they're not going to take well, that no. as well as... But that's not quite how I framed it. See, I listen did. to the difference. Listen. I said... <laughs> I feel guilty when I take time out for myself because of the way you react. So that's a little bit different. You know, I'm still putting it on me. It's very different. And it may not it may not make a difference now when we're talking about it in casual conversation. But when you are confronting a person, the way you put your words together, it makes all the difference. And one thing that she said was to be aware of your verb, nonverbal cues. So one time I I was in my, this was a long time ago. I was in my supervisor's office and he was going over like my annual review. And of course he was kind of getting on to me about being late every day. <laughs> and he was like, well, you shouldn't get upset about it if it's true and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I'm not upset. And he's like, well, you've got your arms folded. And I was like, Cause I'm fat and I'm trying to hide my stomach, <laughs> and it was so tense in the room. And when I said that, like he and the assistant, like everybody just kind of laughed. <laughs> but it was the truth. I wasn't upset. What he was saying was true. And mind you, that was the only negative thing he had to say about me. Everything else was glowing, except for your ass be late every day. And I did have my arms crossed because I was fat. And I was trying to hide my so you do have to be you do have to be aware of your nonverbal cues as well yeah Chris has (laughs) now it's hot as hell again I am in a closet like I'm supposed to be so I am not getting the benefits of my air I also so, am not getting the same thing in my air because I'm moving cheap and I didn't want to run my air and peak off. <laughs> so I'm just trying to, and I'm sure y'all can hear the fan, but you know what? <laughs> bitch be hot. <laughs> so, number two. Are you ready, Doya? <laughs> you said it, I didn't, because I, I would have never guessed that this was an issue for you. But number two, hear the other person, not just listen. First of all, I hate the way she worded that, but we'll go on. (laughs) We often forget that listening is just as important as talking. In fact, how you listen says a lot about how you communicate. So doing it well is a great skill to have. I'll continue. Or do you want to say something? (laughs) It's a fundamental problem with myself. (laughs) I'm super ADD. So like earlier where you're like, you have a weird look on your face. It's because I'm mad because my fluorescent light won't work and I put in a request and they still haven't replaced it. <laughs> and I can't cook in my kitchen because it makes me sad because it's dark. <laughs> but I be trying to listen, but then I get distracted by random things. <laughs> That's okay. That is okay. I, for one, think you are a good listener. <laughs> That's, that is okay. <laughs> So it says embrace the silence. Sometimes the best communication happens when we listen, not when we talk. 
You don't want to give a cold shoulder or seem dismissive, but you need to give the other person space to talk so the conversation moves forward. If you're comfortable being silent or if you're uncomfortable being silent, try explaining yourself to the person and, you know, letting them know I'm listening, but I am giving you space to speak. So also I pride myself on my listening skills. I just want to say that (laughs) I'm a much better listener than I am a communicator because I'm not a good communicator about my feelings or about like I said in my personal life I'm just not and I know the things to do and I don't do them so there's that (laughs) this next part is extremely important so everybody listen up listen don't plan we often start thinking about our own responses to the person's words before they're even done saying them It takes practice to stop this behavior, but it's crucial to hear what's being said without thinking about your response. I need practice. I'm working hard at that, but I always have something to say. And like a lot of times when somebody says something about themselves, I try to bring up something about myself to like link to what they said, but then sometimes people think I'm being self-centered. And so (laughs) that's something that I actively have to work on. And that is, I'm glad you brought that up. I didn't even think to mention that, but that is very valid. That happens a lot. And it's a it's a juggling game. You really have to figure out because sometimes you do need to give that personal side to let this person know I identify with what you're going through. But other times you need to listen to that person because I literally have friends that I talk to. This happened to me today. And I just thought, when is it my turn? what is it like I you ask me these probing questions first of all this person is my friend and I do believe she cares about me but you were asking me these probing questions because you're nosy and I start to open up and I don't do that readily with anybody and you start talking about yourself and this happens all the time when is it my turn that led me to another question that we'll talk about yeah. often. So, for people like me who, like, we do, we really truly feel like that's our way to relate and other people don't take it. I think right. there's, like, a good balance of just ask a follow-up question. So, they're thinking about getting a pet. Ask them what kind of pet they want. And then maybe you can tell them about the cat you want that you need to act just like them. Uh, act just like you. Because you don't want, like, crazy but you also don't want this furniture. But, <laughs> you know, ask a few questions to follow up just so that they felt heard before you add in your own psychosis. <laughs> Somebody on Twitter said that an Aquarius woman is like a, uh, like a cat. We <laughs> And while I wanted to get offended, I understood. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I'm a cat. <laughs> I'm like a cat, like, I, I I love you. I want to be around you. I also don't want to be around you. <laughs> right. right. Like, I want yeah. it when I want it. And that's the away. same way I feel like about a potential cat. I want it to want to be around me, but not be around me. You know. But stay off my counters, please. Anyway. <laughs> a lot of different story and problem <laughs> that I have with perfect communication. <laughs> I'm just crazy. Anyways. <laughs> And I can tell, and I don't know if it's because, I don't know if it's because I'm the oldest of six, 
but I can tell when I'm talking to you and you're formulating what you're going to say next versus you're listening to what I'm saying. Right. And it's annoying. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> but do I, but I, and I do want to say, though, I'm really not saying that to you. And I really don't think, I mean, I'm not in your brain, so I have no idea. But if you have that issue, you're a lot better at navigating around it than you think you are. Now the last I do, section. I do, <laughs> I do think one thing that I do, and this is something that we all, oh, you know how when you do something really well and you expect other people to do it? I hear what a person is saying past their words, and I expect other people to do me the same, and that doesn't happen. And so said friend who I was talking about from earlier today, like her profession is a counselor. And there are times when I'm like, bitch, I'm sinking, and you should be able to pick up on that. <laughs> and I don't know. She, Some people can turn it, turn those things off and on. I can't. I am who I am, and what I do, I do it all day long. <laughs> so, anyway. In a moment to relate, um, I don't remember what your MBTI is, but as an ENFP, I've had a problem with, like, I sense a lot of things about people, and mm-hmm. they don't sense things because they're not who I am. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> it's like, why don't you understand what I want <laughs> without me telling you? <laughs> um, I am a ENFJ. T. ENFJ, and then... I am an ENFPT. So we're like one letter apart. I was, I was about to say, I think that the empathy part we both have in common. Yeah. But that's not fair to put that burden on other people, which is why you should communicate. <laughs> now, I know y'all think that we beat y'all over the heads with therapy, but therapy can help you communicate. You don't have to be diagnosed with a mental illness or have any specific stressor to seek a therapist's help for communication skills. If you frequently feel frustrated or dissatisfied with your interactions with other people, you might need some help understanding your communication patterns and how to improve them. Here are a few ways therapy can help with communication. Are you listening, Doyen? I'm listening. <laughs> Therapy can help teach insights about your needs so you know exactly what you're trying to communicate. That sounds so simple. Also personality tests. <laughs> but personality tests are not one size fits all, even though we like to think so. Even though we read them and we say, yeah, that's me. They're not one size fits all. And that sounds so simple, but being able to dissect what you're feeling and what you need is hard. Therapy can help teach you about your communication patterns by being a neutral person who can observe and interact with you, then give feedback about your habits. And one thing the article talks about is like, you can practice this with a friend, but the friend may not be as honest with you as you would like for them to be, or they may not give it to you in a way that you can receive it. Therapy can help teach new ways to communicate so you can be more effective and get along better with others. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) Effective communication is a dynamic process. It is dependent on other people, their communication style, and their responses. 
So it's impossible to boil it all down to just a few strategies. But the article ends with letting us know that still, by using these techniques that are presented, you can improve your interactions with other people and ultimately have more rewarding relationships. Any remarks to close us out, Doyle? I'll caveat this article with saying it's from Talkspace, who also wants our money for therapy. (laughs) But it is important to experience therapy and effective communication. But, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's necessary to seek a therapist to learn to communicate unless you have, like, anger issues or you've got something bigger going on. But just in general, I think if you try to apply some of the things that are outlined, and as always, this article will be linked in the show notes. If you just try to apply some of these things, I think it should work out. I just want to caveat that as homeworkers. Their opinions are very deeply rooted in the fact that they want to be. They only (laughs) said at the very end about seeking a therapist. So everything else is not biased, Doyen. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Doya will you will pick a you will pick a find a way to make it. <laughs> oh, I think I have those same glasses you have on. That's why I've been looking at them. These are my new glasses. The ones that I bought for Dollar. Anyway, oh, <laughs> we would like to the buy you a drink section. So, do you want to go first? you want me to go first? I can go first. Okay. Um, honestly, I feel like I may have done this already. But I wanted to buy a drink for um, Patty LaBelle. Okay. <laughs> Patty, Patty. sweet potato pies. Because it don't always, like, you think about it during Thanksgiving, but it'd be around, like, year-round. And now she has, like, personal pies that are 50 cents. <laughs> Y'all, Doyle was so excited to find their personal pies. <laughs> But then yesterday I ate it when my blood sugar was low, and I was like, what? How did I finish that pie? Like, I'm still hungry. <laughs> did you watch, did you see that video of grandmas trying each other's sweet potato pies? Um, I saved it. I haven't watched it yet, but I saved it. All of those are so funny. I've seen the fried chicken one. The fried chicken one was the best. <laughs> I said, that looked like goddamn meal on the chicken. <laughs> She talked she the most so shit and then had the nerve to fry her chicken is a meal. <laughs> what the fuck? And then I saw, did you see the barbecue one with the dad? That was no. good too. But, um, yeah, so Patty LaBelle. And she took a picture of my little sister. So I, oh. I am weird about, like, I love people who love my sister. <laughs> Even extra. So she gave her a hug and took a picture with her when she was at Arizona State for a semester. Oh, wow. And so she, like, has a special place in my heart. So it's Plus like... sweet potato pie. You know Patty. <laughs> it's like, you know, one degree of separation. Right. <laughs> it's like she almost hugged me because I hugged her and she hugged my sister. So we, we kind of, like, distantly hugged. Anyway. I have never had a patty pie, <laughs> by the way. Um, it's, it's the best, like, mass-made sweet potato pie. Yeah. That's what somebody else told me. They were like, 
it's not gonna be Granny's pie, but it's the best store bought pie you can get. But you don't like sweet potato pie. I don't. But she makes all Sorry she makes you. different kinds of pies. Yeah, but sweet potato pies more <laughs> Anyway. Who are you buying a drink for? Well, I actually thought we were gonna buy the same drink. <laughs> But thanks to Becca, <laughs> I've been alerted that today is, is it chicken wing or fried chicken day? It's chicken wing day. And fried chicken day was July 6th. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is wing day. And let me tell y'all something. Chicken wings are beautiful. They didn't hurt nobody. They're delicious. They're nutritious. Kind of. <laughs> and I think I'm going to eat chicken wings for dinner tonight since that's what today is. So I would like to just buy a round for all the delicious chicken wings. I mean, I can own, I really can't think of that many times that I've had a bad chicken wing, to be honest. I mean, I'm sure I have, but I can't readily think of one. So that means that all of the good ones supersede the bad ones. <laughs> So, I used to be vegetarian for a while. Yes. And the thing that brought me back to meat, <laughs> it was my downfall, was chicken wings. So I was like, <laughs> I was craving chicken wings. So I was like, there's no realistic way to make something that tastes like chicken wings, especially lemon pepper chicken wings. Because you can make buffalo cauliflower. You can't make lemon pepper cauliflower. <laughs> but that cauliflower still tastes like cauliflower. It don't taste like no wings. <laughs> You're right. But, uh, so yeah, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna just eat chicken wings on the weekend and then I just started back eating meat. <laughs> Wait, so, so, <laughs> so you were just a vegetarian Monday through Friday? <laughs> I mean, so I was a total vegetarian maybe, well, I was vegan for a month and then vegetarian for maybe two months and then I started off after that being like a weekday vegetarian <laughs> I've never tried to be a vegan, but I've done the vegetarian thing several times. And it's honestly, it's not that difficult. It's just expensive. I will say that the times that I've done that I've tried to be vegetarian, that I did still eat fish. So, anywho, I, I agree. I'm gonna buy a drink for lemon pepper wings yes! as well. All flats. <laughs> I, I don't have a type, plus my boyfriend be stealing all the drums, so I had to pretend I don't have a type. <laughs> but do you But do you have a preference? I like both of them. Doing, you have to pick drums. drums or like flats. Both. I ain't got no type. You have to pick drums or flats. <laughs> I ain't got no type. Pick a side, pick a side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> oh my god, listen, I don't trust people who like drums, I'm just telling you. <laughs> All flats. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I do need to be friends with people who like drums, so they can eat the drums, and I'll eat the flats. <laughs> I, the flats are more fun, to be honest. <laughs> Anywho, we thank y'all for hanging in there through this week. We hope that we gave you some relief from this long week. Once again, we've reached the end of our show. Doya, tell people how they can reach us. You can email us at hello at forlifedecision.com. I'm excited to say that first. I finally memorized our email. Um, 
We are on Twitter at PLD Pod. I know Bristol Vice is not down, but um, Chris is still holding it down with Anthony Tail oh. and other fun things we like to talk about. I just like to talk about the shit that I'm struggling with at night. <laughs> <laughs> I really should call a therapist, but anyways. <laughs> um, we are on Instagram. It's for life decision, one decision, because we're changing one at a time. And of course, you can check us out at Podbean or our website for also. Hit us up on iTunes, give us that five star review, and you can hear us on the podcast. Or hear us reading you on the podcast. And you're famous. (laughs) Podcast famous. (laughs) Oh, and don't forget our Etsy shop. Oh, our Etsy shop is for life decisions, one way. And you can buy a mug and you can buy drinks, put it in it. T shirt. And a t shirt. Doyen is super creative, y'all. Check out our merch is so cool. It's not corny like other people's merch. Check it out. You'll love it. Okay, so call your mama, drink you some water. Take your medicine. Take your medicine. Anything else? Maybe click your toenails. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, on that note, we love y'all. Bye. Bye. I'm already gooking on my pure pill, messing my nigga fucking on me and I'm scratching. Hey, this trying to knock me for the shit that I'm blessed with, period. You got a problem, hard dress it. Real bitches to the swell. I'm speaking for the boss bitches. And not you hoes that be fucking for hell. But my dog, I slide. If it's a nigga, I drive. If you a nigga, I lie. Sweepy hoes better wake up and get your motherfucking cake up. Or get smoked like a great Dutch. If you fucking for a stack, bitch, you